All right, who loves a summer barbecue as much as I do? Listen, if you want to impress everyone with some super yummy dishes, you need ButcherBox in your life. ButcherBox is my go-to subscription box that delivers high-quality meat and seafood to your door with free shipping always. And I'm talking high-quality cuts at an amazing value. 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. We are saving so much money every month with ButcherBox over going to the grocery store and buying meat and seafood and saving a lot of time. But get this, last month we saved nearly $200. I also love that ButcherBox curates these tips and recipes that are based on your box so you know what to cook. I made the most amazing steak with a basil sauce the other night. And oh, let me tell you, my friends all raved at how amazing it tasted. I'm definitely going to be pulling that recipe out. If you want great meat and seafood in your life, you need ButcherBox. Sign up for ButcherBox today by going to butcherbox.com etm and use code etm at checkout and enjoy your choice of bone-in chicken thighs, top sirloins, or salmon in every box for an entire year, plus get $20 off. Again, that's butcherbox.com etm and use code etm. You know what makes life more fun? Having your money situation solved. I mean, how great would that be? I want to introduce you to The Stacking Benjamin Show, a podcast that I am a big fan of that delivers exactly what you want most when you listen to money podcasts, less preaching and more genuine money talk. Do you want to learn how to build wealth and manage your money? Well, The Stacking Benjamin Show has you covered with practical advice and expert insights on personal finance. Their headline segments keep you up to date with the latest lessons to be learned from the news and their TikTok Minute shines a light on just how bizarre money advice can be online sometimes. The Stacking Benjamin Show was just named the best personal finance podcast by Bankrate. Here's what they said about it. Unlike other competitors hitting the airwaves, the team doesn't tote Stacking Benjamins as the be-all, end-all for lessons on money. Instead, they share a broad range of concepts and resources to create a more comprehensive financial foundation for their listeners. And listen, they have a lot of fun on their show. Even I have been a guest from time to time, and I always go away with a big smile on my face. So if you're looking to find a companion podcast that goes great with this show, tune into Stacking Benjamins. Find them on all major podcast platforms, including where you're listening to us right now. Your wallet will thank you. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennium Money, and today we're wrapping up our MBA story week with two recent grads, Sue and Arshia. They are awesome women who just won the Forte Foundation Power Pitch Competition. They're talking all about how to launch a business while getting their MBA and building successful careers. And I also got them to share a few money tips that they've learned along the way. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. All right, so I am so excited to have you both join me today on the podcast. We have heard from um, two different amazing MBA grads thus far. And what I love about your story, each of you, is that you are recent grads. So we've got, you know, kind of recovering the spectrum here. Um, so I'd love if each of you would just introduce yourselves and 
maybe if you could sum up the MBA journey in one word, what would it be for each of you? So do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you threw me on the bus. Um, So hello, everyone. I'm Sue. Um, I quick introduction about myself. I went to Northwestern University for my undergrad and got my degree in psych and legal studies. Um, Worked in a couple different areas before business school, mostly in the business area, but um, kind of got into it by luck. And so, and really liked it, but really found that I didn't have um, the business experience and the background that a lot of my coworkers had and that I really wanted. So went to Northwestern's rival, University of Chicago, to get my MBA, (laughs) um, to, you know, really get that foundation and that business um, background so that I could be more successful. For me, it was the best decision that I could have made for myself um, and the and the best confidence builder that I could have asked for. Ooh, I love that. All right, all right. Uh, next. Yeah, so I guess I could talk. Um, so I'm Arshia. Um, I never thought that I would be going to business school. Um, I actually thought that I was going to go to medical school. So I went to the University of Chicago for my undergrad, studied endocrinology, and then worked at a health IT firm for three years. Um, and sort of when I was doing that, I realized that I had to make some decisions in my life on like personal and professional decisions because I knew that I wanted to run my own hospital. Um, and I didn't know if an, if going to medical school and getting an MD would then allow me to practice medicine and be a hospital manager at the same time. So decided to go to business school. Um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted. I knew I wanted to be within healthcare. Um, And I loved my experience there. I think if I had to summarize it in one word, I would say that it was really eye-opening. Like I like that. Yeah, it just taught me a lot. (laughs) And how how do you guys feel about, I should say girls, I always say guys, and then I always feel bad when I'm talking to girls, but you get, where I'm, you get where I'm going here. Um, h- how do you feel that the MBA has prepared you as a female out in the workforce? Do you feel like it's given you, you know, an edge that maybe you wouldn't have had had you not gotten it? Huh. So I think, and Sue and I talked about this a little bit before um, taping, is that I think for us, the MBA was really teaching us about confidence and opportunity. So I think for both of us, well, maybe I shouldn't talk for you, Sue, but for definitely for me, I just didn't know what my options out there for. And I, I definitely see myself as a go-getter, but I didn't know concretely how to be a go-getter. So what I mean by that is that I think in the NBA, you're, you spend so much of your time trying to figure out, like, what is your next job? Or, like, where do you want to go? What are your options? And you have to learn to talk to a lot of people, right? Sure. So, pre-MBA, I don't think I would have just thought about like, hey, like this person seems awesome. I read an article by them or hey, I just ran into this person at a conference and they seem great. I don't think I would have gone to that person and been like, can we chat for 10 minutes or can I have 15 minutes of your time? I'll grab you coffee. Just want to hear about you. And the MBA sort of taught me that like, if you want something, you have to cultivate it and you have to go get it. And it gave me the confidence to say, like, it's not weird to do that. I think people appreciate that. Nobody minds if you take 10 minutes of their time. And they're really willing to help you and talk. So for me, um, I think for me, the edge that it gave me is just one step prior to Arshia's, is that it business school helps clarify for me what I want to be doing with my career, you know, what area I want to be involved with. And 
what my aspirations really were. So I think the edge that I feel like I have going into my next career is that I'm very crystal clear on like one day I want to be in the C-suite. One day I want to be um, leading my own company. And so to have that straightforward vision and that clarity, I think makes me you know, work a little bit harder and like not get bothered by the things that are going on the sideline and just try to run towards what my, I, I know my end point is now. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And you girls were winners of the Forte Foundation 2017 Power Pitch Competition, which congratulations. Um, I would love if you could share a little bit about that, um, what your pitch was, and kind of walk us through the process of actually winning. Yeah, yeah. so we could give you a little background actually on um, our company and then our pitch itself. So. University of Chicago has a great entrepreneurial program. Um, what it offers is um, we have a new, the New Venture Challenge, which a lot, which is essentially like a business plan competition slash incubator for students who have a business idea. Mm-hmm. You apply with your idea and you get a quarter to just really work, work on, it, on it, develop it, develop it, get access mm-hmm. to the resources of the university, but also our great professors and the relationships that they have. And then at the end of it, you pitch um, similarly in a competition. So we thought of our idea through that. Um, so we're four women. Um, we are developing an at-home self-collection device for cervical cancer screening. So essentially when women get pap smears, um, you know, the old school way is that um, the your gynecolo- gynecologist or your, your primary care provider uses a speculum to look up your cervix, scrape some cells, and then looks at those cells under a microscope to see if there's any um, abnormalities. At the same time, what they can do now is look at those cells and see if it has the HPV DNA, which is a precursor for cervical cancer, which is what the pap smear is essentially looking for. Yeah, so just wow. like think about it as like a HPV DNA test gives it, it detects for the virus that causes cancer. In a traditional pap smear, you're looking to see, has have you already gotten abnormalities showing the presence of cancer? Um, wow. Yeah. And so and then through, you know, building our idea and doing our research, we found that there was a lot of studies out there that show that you could find this HPV DNA cells without actually doing the invasive pap smear itself. Um, some studies had used tampons, some had used pads, some had used douches and menstrual yeah, cups. National swabs, all of it out there. <laughs> so we developed a device that was female friendly, that women know how to use. Um, we like to say it's like a tampon app. Yeah like a tampon or a tampon applicator. And so essentially, um, you know, we applied for the power pitch competition and we were fortunate enough to be one of the finalists and we were really excited. And so um, when we were invited to Seattle, that this, our company is what we pitched. Yeah, I think for us, what was really interesting pitching at Four Day was that up until that point, typically when you pitch, um, you're typically pitching to male investors and your audience is like split right? So it was, it was funny because when we were preparing for this, Sue and I were like, oh my God, we have to rewrite our script because you can't pitch it the same way Yeah. because your audience is totally different, right? Like we used to go through like talking about like what's the, tra- like the trauma associated with getting a pap smear, <laughs> right? Like how inconvenient it is. Or like even during one of our practice pitches, one of our, um, one of the judges that were helping us were, he's a male. He was just like, I don't see what the issue is with this. <laughs> yeah. Like, right what the inconvenience is of pap smears. smears right. And we're like, that's 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 kind of fair, but at the same time, it's like a very old school process. Right. And it's not 
as efficient or as convenient as women's health could or should be. Um, So that was kind of the feedback that we got when we were pitching to male investors or male judges or our male peers. And so to go in front of a an audience of women who were, we didn't have to explain that this was an inconvenience. Right. And I think like one of the things we sort of like had to think about was like, if, as women, like, and you look at your audience, right? We, we just assume that like, hey, this is working, right? Like a pap smear gets the job done. Mm-hmm. It screens you for cervical cancer. But you have to think about like, how can you change women's health? Like just because something exists and it does the job doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest in something better. Um, and that's sort of like how we had to think about shifting our conversation itself. How did you how did you actually come up with the idea? <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a really funny yeah. story. So, so the four there's four um, women starting, four the, company. Women starting yeah. the company. Um, the four of us were actually co-chairs of the healthcare group at Booth. Uh, we had known each other since the first year of business school, all getting to know each other because we were interested in healthcare and pursuing that after school. Uh, we knew we wanted to work Do on this, something yeah. together um, as the four of us. And we honestly just batted around a few ideas. We're like, we knew we wanted to do something in healthcare and change that. And then we're like, what sucks, sucks. in women's yeah. health? Like, imagine us literally <laughs> sitting in a conference room and like whiteboarding out, like, tell us all the things that suck, we're like, like being a woman in health. And yeah. like, Pap smears yeah. came up immediately, immediately. Yeah. as did like a bunch of other things. <laughs> Um, and we like we had to iterate. Like initially, we were like, "Well, let, let's revolutionize like the tampon industry, right?" Yeah. And then like had to switch from there to like, "What else can we do? Where is there recent science?" Right. Um, we're also like mammogram, but that's something that we didn't have experience in. So we're like, yeah. we know that it sucks, but we also have not gone one ourselves, so it's hard for us to to fix to that when we that, don't. Yeah. yeah, when we can't relate to it ourselves. And so we um, thought about Pap smears. One of our co-founders earned her PhD in human genetics. So this, this, um, the HPV DNA was something that she was a little bit familiar with and was like, you know what, let me research a little, let me get back to you guys. I think I have an idea on how we could, you know, bring this more and make it more convenient. And so that's where we started. And we started, we were like, this, this feels a little promising. And we started researching, we started talking to people, we started talking to our professors. We actually went to a park in Chicago and talk to women. Just like literally walk wow. to a park and we're like asking about, about their pap smears. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah I, I think both of us can probably talk about pap smears with basic, we talk about basically anyone about anything because after you talk about a person's sure, pap smears, yeah. you're like, yeah, let's go. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I love that. So this is actually a company that you guys are, you're moving forward with, correct? Yeah, so we um, we took it through the Booth's new venture challenge. We placed fifth, which we're, we were really excited about, and earned a little bit of funding through that. The Forte Foundation pitch competition, we were also really fortunate enough to do well in that and earn a little bit of money through that as well. And honestly, just being in those couple of competitions has opened up a lot of resources Booth. for us. Yeah. Um, so we are trying to move it forward the best that we can. And, you know, right now learning we're a lot. learning a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So we're just figuring out, like, we have a prototype, but we're trying to make it, we're trying to test it and functionalize it and finalize it, and then we obviously have to protect our product. So we're sort of figuring out what's the best way to do that and learning what it means to be entrepreneurs in the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So, you know, in this process, obviously, you know, getting your MBA and then launching a business and, and dealing with, you know, kind of startup financing, you know, how have you been able to balance your own personal finances through this? How are there any lessons maybe that you've you've learned along the way? 
So I think that for us, we have a very limited amount of money that we have to play with. <laughs> Given that we just finished our MBA. Um, so I think we've had to be very strategic and tactical with how we have to like spend company money. Um, I think the other thing that came out of that is like we are working on this startup sort of on the side. Like we were committed to jobs after our MBA. So we have to figure out a way to like pay our bills so that we can work on this mm-hmm. um, and sort of bring it to fruition. So like that's sort of the juggle that we've been trying to figure out how to work with and balance our time and our very limited time appropriately. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I understand. I started a business, uh, my first business out of, actually, I was in college when I started it. And so I know um, all too well kind of how that juggling act goes. But but what I found was that it was kind of the, the best practical way to take what you learned, you know, in your your MBA. I, I mean, I really call it like my real life MBA because, yeah. you know, you're really just you're having to learn everything so super fast, and um, you know, it's it's all different areas. It's not just one particular area. You know, it's PR, it's marketing, it's um, right. yeah. you know, it's fundraising, it's you know, business plan making. I mean, it's like everything, you know, all at once which is just such great experience that I think, you know, you can take into anything you do. So tell me, what are your money goals that you have for this year? Maybe you're like me and endlessly looking for a house to buy and you're focused on saving for a down payment or you're drooling over traveling somewhere tropical this year and you want to save to pay for it, or you're ready to leave your job and build your own business. So you're going to need some startup funds. Whatever your goals are this year, Monarch can help you reach them. In fact, the Wall Street Journal named Monarch the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress towards financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. What I love about Monarch is its simple and easy customizable design so the dashboard can look exactly the way you want it to. I'm also a big fan of creating custom budgets for things like travel. It's one of my favorite money tips. And Monarch lets you do this so easily. This is such a great way to stay motivated when you've got a lot of money goals. You can easily track your progress with every dollar that you save or spend. Remember, your brain loves to see progress and you should celebrate it when you're saving money. And honestly, I am so focused on privacy, so I really admire that Monarch will never sell your data to third parties. This means a lot to me, and it should mean a lot to you as well. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of the show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international best-selling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. 
In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Want to know the number one money question I'm asked? It's how to get started investing without being overwhelmed. So if you're asking yourself the same question, then you have to check out the Investing for Beginners podcast. The hosts, Dave and Andrew, they break down investment terms and strategies in a way you can finally understand. I love that they're making investing accessible and they have an entire podcast dedicated to helping you invest better. Even if you're not ready to start investing, they explain the stock market and financial updates so you can really understand what is being said on the news. If you're ready to learn more about investing, I'd recommend you start with two of my favorite episodes. Listener Q&A, how do you start investing with a thousand bucks? Where they explain how you get started right away. And back to basics of building your portfolio, where they explain how to build a portfolio from scratch. The Investing for Beginners podcast is a great way to start expanding your relationship with money. Find Investing for Beginners podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you ever wondered why we call French fries French fries? Or why something is the greatest thing since sliced bread? There are answers to those questions. Everything Everywhere Daily is a podcast for curious people who want to learn more about the world around them. Every day, you'll learn something new about things you never knew you didn't know. Subjects include history, science, geography, mathematics, and culture. If you're a curious person and want to learn more about the world you live in, just subscribe to Everything Everywhere Daily wherever you cast your pod. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future, too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. I mean, I think now when I like, it sounds so crazy, but like when I see a business that I think is interesting, I immediately think about like, well, how do the operations work? And like, what are they doing for like marketing? What are they doing for customer discovery? How do they figure out that this is going to, you know what I mean? Like the littlest things, like now I just like question because we've had to do those questions, right? Yeah, it's actually like to your point, it's, it's, I felt like it was such a great experience to bring together everything we wanted to learn in business school and everything we did learn because in building a business you have to think about everything and then for me like when I was going through it I was like all right here are the things I think we need to think about to build our business and then realize there was after that there were like a hundred more things and then after that (laughs) there were a hundred more things and I was like oh my gosh and it was I think like our co-founders and I we say this all the time is like in trying to build it during that incubator time during that competition it was very much like drinking drinking from a fire hose yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like I've said that before and I've heard other people say it before and I was like this is the first time where I felt like I truly believe right. that that's what I'm experiencing yeah like, I think it's like and it's funny because I felt like with the doing this sort of competition NBC you hear a lot of things in business school right like you hear about things like 
the team really matters and roles really matter and you have to figure out like processes very well and you don't quite get that until I think you're working in your own business and you're like oh my god all those things that like (laughs) sort of sounded obvious like yeah yeah, they really matter and like you don't really get that until you're in the weeds and you're like man I yeah yeah well even if you think about like pre-MBA like in our jobs or like post-MBA going into a traditional career you do think about some of those things but I feel like in starting your own company like it smacks you right in the face Right, you have no choice but to learn. You have no choice, whereas, like, at a normal job, you could probably Probably avoid it a little, little, but, like, you see, like, how the processes work, and, like, you're like, yeah, we need to fix that, but at the same time, it may not be your responsibility, whereas, like, when you're starting your own business, like, it is a Everything matters, I think you put it really well, like, I never thought about it as, like, yeah, it's, like, my, it's, it was my MBA. (laughs) It really was my MBA in action. Absolutely so true. Yeah, absolutely, so... Let's talk a little bit about the Forte Foundation. Um, you know, besides the Power Pitch competition, like how have they really helped you in your journey, you know, as an MBA and now getting out into your own career and basically starting a business at the same time? Yeah. So I think, so Sue can probably, so my path into my MBA was a little bit more untraditional. So I actually didn't know about the Forte Foundation until we did the Power Pitch competition. And honestly, I was really disappointed with myself because they've been a really incredible resource. I mean, we went to the conference and it gives a lot of prospective MBAs a a framework to think about how you should approach your MBA, Mm -hmm. which having it's funny because we went to it at the end of my MBA and I was like, oh my God, if I had had that, I think I would have approached my MBA a little bit differently or I might have been a little bit more thoughtful. Um, And they just have such good resources of meeting other people there. Um, And then on a more personal note for our company, it was really great to our, I mean, our audience members are the people that we're targeting, right? Like it's these women that we want to see, like would they use our product? Do they think it's a really good idea? And it was really great at the end of the pitch to have women come up to us and be like, this is a great idea. I would love to use it. Like, how can I help? Could we be like in your testing team? Like, it was great to have that validity and give us that confidence that like you're working on something that actually matters. Yeah, so, I love so that. Me, I actually um, knew a 4 foundation before I went to business school. <laughs> and she leveraged her resources before I went to business school. Um, so I was first exposed to Forte when I was thinking about business school. I was still working and, a, and I had not planned to go to business school. Um, but a, like I mentioned before, like through luck had ended up in some business positions um, and felt a little at a disadvantage because of my undergrad degrees. And so while I was researching schools, I found that the Forte Foundation was um, hosting some events in uh, the Chicago area where I was living. And so I actually went to some of them um, and was able to learn a lot. They brought in panelists, um, women who had already graduated and earned their MBAs, who had you know, amazing careers and from different schools. And so we were able to learn from them like how they thought about their experience um, before getting their MBA, why they got their MBA, what their experiences were like getting their MBA and what opportunities have provided them. So for me, Forte Foundation um, very much made me realize that I wanted to get my MBA. It got me very excited about it. Um, and it introduced me to women that I very much admired and I was like, I wanna be you one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really motivated me to apply and go, yeah. go to school. Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier about like, talk, like 
connecting with people at the Forte, at like connecting with people in general through your MBA, but at the Forte competition, even our judges, like all of them offered to help us out with our business and we could reach them, you know, reach out to them and use them as resources. So like it was helpful just to be able to see like, wow, there's an entire community and network out there that's willing and happy to support you. Yeah. And that's, that's rare. And I think such a great kind of jewel to find people who are like sincerely willing to, to help you move an idea forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so last question, you know, now that you've you've graduated, you're kind of going out into the workforce, what's maybe one piece of advice you would offer, you know, somebody else who's thinking about getting an MBA? What should they think about before maybe making that decision? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> There's like so many things to think about. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what would I, t- what's the one thing I would tell somebody? Um I think one of the things I learned and one of the things I sort of learned was that before I got, so I got into uh, business school when I was still in college um, and decided sort of last minute to go. So I didn't actually know what I wanted out of my MBA. And I think what is really helpful is to come into your MBA with an open mind and have a roadmap, like some, some roadmap of where you want to go and what you want out of your MBA, even if that's not what you stick to because I think it'll really help you understand what's really important in your NBA experience and what is it that you really want to invest your time in. Because day one of your NBA, you're gonna be pulled in so many different directions. Like there'll be academics and recruiting and social stuff. And like, it is helpful to think about what is it that I wanna walk out of my MBA with and use that as a guidepost for your two years there. I think, so for me, when folks ask me that question, I try to phrase it as like, for me, it was the right decision and it may not be the right decision for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about like where you are in your career and what you want to get out of your MBA. Some people want it as confidence builders. Some people want it um, to, you know, switch bolster, careers, to switch their career or like yeah. to help them get a little bit more educated on business. Or some people do it simply because you know, they, they want that salary bump. Um, so just to really think about like, don't go to, don't get your MBA, just feel it just because you feel like it's the next logical thing to do, next right? step. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like, it's, there's, it's not the only way for me. It was absolutely the best thing and the right thing that I could have done for myself. Um, but just really think through why do you want to get an MBA? And I know a lot of folks say this while you're like working on your application, but really think about your story and what it's going to, why your MBA is going to help you and what it's going to do for you and specifically the school that you're looking at um, because yeah, that's really it's a huge investment um, and if, you, if it, you're not going for the right reasons, it's two years in your career that you're essentially taking off um, and if, if it's not for the right reasons, then you could have spent those two years doing something else that might have been more helpful. So just really think through you know, why you're going and what it's going to do for you and if it's really the right choice. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for sharing. Um, I know you are both going to be superstars, so we're definitely <laughs> going to like keep our eye out for, for oh. both of you. Uh, yeah. But I, I just really appreciate it. I think it's awesome to hear from people who were like, just got out of, you know, school. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's such a great sort of time in your life. And um, I'm just super excited for both of you. 
I literally remember the day that I graduated with my MBA. I think it was kind of shock and awe. I was super surprised that I had actually finished it because I was working while I was getting my MBA. So I was going to school at night and doing all sorts of projects and working with teams and all that good stuff that people don't really like to do, but certainly teaches a lot about yourself. And I just remember the feeling of opportunity, of you know, ideas sort of flooding into my head in a way that they never had before. And uh, it was actually in one of my very last classes getting my MBA that somebody said to me, you know what, you actually remind me of Susie Orman. And I'm not a huge Susie Orman fan. I will actually admit that on the podcast. There are some things that we definitely disagree with. Is she amazing a businesswoman for creating opportunity? Absolutely. I will give that to her hands down. But I remember somebody saying that to me, and it's actually stuck with me over the years because back then I wasn't necessarily thinking about this type of career. I had sort of different aspirations in mind. And it really, I think, unlocked my thinking and it locked me thinking about things differently and thinking about my career path differently. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in getting an MBA and you're female, definitely check out the Forte Foundation. They have amazing resources. I have all the links in the show notes. Go back and listen to the other podcasts if you haven't listened this week because there are lots of different women sharing their path, their journey, and how the MBA has really helped you know, forge a career for them that they would not have had these opportunities without. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And hey, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends, tag Millennial Money Podcast, and head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. 